Hello, City Church. This is City Church Together for Friday, March 4th. Thanks for being with us. Today, my name is Trevor. I'm going to be with you on this funky, funky journey in 2 Corinthians 3. I feel like I'm a DJ, an old radio DJ when I'm in here, so that's why I mention things like funky journeys. Speaking of funky journeys, we're going to see a little bit about Moses today, who also took a funky journey. Reminds me of that episode of Seinfeld where uh, Jerry is caught picking his nose, but he's not really. It's the argument of whether or not he was actually inside the rim of his nose or outside. And then later on, he asked the question, is it really that wrong if I pick my nose? Moses probably picked his nose. You know it had to be seriously dry out there in that desert. 2 Corinthians 3. 2 Corinthians 3. Here we go. Um, I'm going to read starting in verse 4. All right. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ before God. It's not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God. He has made us competent to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Now, if the ministry that brought death chiseled in letters on stones came with glory so that the Israelites were not able to gaze steadily at Moses' face because of its glory, which was set aside, how would the ministry of the spirit not be more glorious? For if the ministry that brought condemnation had glory, the ministry that brings righteousness overflows with even more glory. In fact, what had been glorious is not glorious now by comparison because of the glory that surpasses it. For if what was set aside was glorious, what endures will be even more glorious. Since then, we have such a hope. We act with great boldness. We are not like Moses, who used to put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from gazing steadily until the end of the glory, what was being set aside, but their minds were hardened. For to this day, at the reading of the Old Covenant, the same veil remains. It is not lifted because it is set aside only in Christ. Yet still today, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We all, with unveiled faces, are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And that is the word of the Lord from Second Corinthians chapter Three. Here's the verses I want to highlight today. There are two of them. The first one is in verse 12, and the second is verse 17. Verse 12 says, Since then we have such a hope, we act with great boldness. And the second one is, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. All right. What struck me about those two verses is great. We, um, because we have hope, we act with great boldness. Boldness to do what is the question that comes from that. And the second one, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom from what and freedom to do what exactly. So what is this great boldness we have and what is the boldness for? And what is this freedom we have? What is the freedom 
from and what is the freedom that we have to do. So let's seek to answer those questions as we explain them and then we'll figure out how to apply it. The overarching idea of this passage is that in the old covenant, Moses had to cover his face with a veil, which you can rearrange the letters of veil to spell evil. You can also rearrange them to spell live or crazy enough, live. All right. So um, that's meaningless because that's in the English, which is, is not written in. But it's still it's interesting to think about. I'll give you just a second to think about that. Rearrange the letters in your mind. Great. See, I told you it worked. Now, let's talk about what is meant here. Okay, so again, the overarching theme here is that the old covenant delivered by Moses on stone tablets, okay, so the Ten Commandments and all of the 600 or so commands that followed the Ten Commandments, the Jewish law, they were delivered to Moses, and Moses had an, and Moses had an encounter with God in which his face glowed, and then these commandments were passed on to the, um, to the rest of Israel. But it was Moses that had to be the go-between between God and the people of God. And Moses had to mitigate God's glory. Like he had to put a wall up, a veil up, until the glory faded away. The comparison that happens in this verse is that in the New Covenant, we don't have a Excuse me, we don't have a covenant of the letter chiseled out in stone, written down, okay, that he says kills. In other words, it's the law which reveals sin. Instead, we have a covenant of the Spirit, and the Spirit gives life. Okay, breath. All right. Another idea that is in here is that God's glory in the old covenant over time diminished. Okay, so... The literal sort of glow or when, when Moses experienced the weight of God that he had to veil from, he had to protect Israel from it and he just had to keep a veil over his face for a while until his encounter with God had had enough time pass where the, the glow of being with God went away. And the argument that Paul has here is in the new covenant, we don't have that because we have the spirit and the spirit doesn't diminish in fact the spirit overflows and keeps overflowing the spirit is god in us and the spirit is god with us so now in the new covenant everywhere we go we are overflowing the glory of god we see it now in a mirror dimly but we are being conformed and formed by the presence of God, by the Holy Spirit in us, by the revelation of God to us that we take with us as we have the scripture, the spirit-inspired scripture, and as we have the Holy Spirit helping us to interpret the scriptures, that we are being changed more and more and more into the glory of God. We are, we are more and more and more representing the weight of God to people, okay? The W-E-I-G-H-T, not the W-A-I-T. Although that's a different sermon. All right. So we, in with Moses, with the dried boogers, like put the veil over the face, let the glory dissipate. New covenant, us with Jesus is like, bro, every day, uh, every day I am with God and God is with me. And every day I'm shining more and more. We don't veil it. Okay. So that is the answer to the question. What is the boldness? 
since we have this hope, the hope of God's spirit with us that only comes through Christ, since we have this hope, it says in verse 12, we act with great boldness. In other words, you act with God's presence with you. You act, there, there is no situation where you have to try to figure out how to hold God back from people. What is always best for everyone is to get as much of God as they can from you. There is no veiling. There is no holding back. To veil is to be evil. You see, you can switch them around and it works there, all right? I told you guys, like, just stick with me. I've already mentioned Moses' boogers. I've already mentioned the real. You thought they were pointless at the first, but I'm bringing it back, all right? I'm bringing sexy back, not really. Okay, so to review, what's the boldness? The boldness that we have because of the Spirit is everywhere we go, we bring as much God as we possibly can to people. The answer to everything is always give people more of God. Now, asterisks there, that doesn't always mean preaching at people. Sometimes it means preaching, proclaiming to people. It doesn't always mean that this person is, it, he, here's where we get off on that. We think bringing the glory of God can mean arguing with people. We think bringing the glory of God can mean proving my point to people. Is it more of God what they need? Yes, but you're not always giving more people more of God when you think you are. You know, you know, that's what Jesus came to the Pharisees saying. You think you're bringing more of God, but you're really heaping burdens on people. But as we look more and more like God, that is the boldness we have. Let's not hold God running through us back from people. Okay, so that's the boldness. Now, the second question is when it says, or when, when uh, Paul writes, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. What is he talking about? Well, generally, he's talking about all the things that it said that we were still bound under in the law. For example, he talks about the condemnation of the law. He talks about the letter. So the letter meaning the law written down as opposed to the spirit. He says it brings death. It kills. So we are freed from that. We are freed from the condemnation of sin. Um, we are freed from, we are freed to be those kinds of ministers that take God to people instead of bound up where, oh no, the glory of God is going to dissipate. And I don't have access to you. You always need to think of freedom in two ways. What am I freed from? Condemnation of sin, um, the necessity of sin in my life. Like I'm just, I'm chained to it. I have to do it. We are freed from that in Christ. And we are also freed to be these bold representatives as the spirit goes with us, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. There is freedom from, and there is freedom to. All right, now, I think actually we already applied that. It's like, where, how are you going to go and with great boldness and with freedom to represent God, how are you going to go day by day, glory unto glory unto glory, the weightier nature of God overtaking you and you have, how are you going to go deliver that to people? What are you going to do? Um, we talked about hospitality. We've talked about um, um, just sharing the gospel with people. We, we have talked about um, loving people. I mean, there, there's so many things that we've been over um, at city church in the last few months. It's like there, there are just wonderful ways to represent God to people. The question is, how are you going to go and represent God to people today with great boldness, knowing that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And let's now be silent and respond to God. Heavenly Father, 
I am so thankful for the new covenant that was purchased by Jesus' blood. When Jesus said, this is the blood of the new covenant, my life poured out for you. God, he purchased us this beautiful redemption, relationship with you by which your spirit goes with us, where we don't have to mitigate your glory. Instead, we can let it flow. You call us not to stifle the spirit. You know, Moses had to stifle the spirit with a veil, but you call us not to stifle the spirit. Do not quench the spirit. Let the spirit have full access to us. Holy Spirit, please fill up our people and let us overflow that into the world with great boldness because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.